Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 161. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. It's the end of the month, meaning this episode is where you can catch up on anything you've missed recently. We'll be discussing some of the latest product updates, blogs, Forest FM episodes, webinars, and everything else in between. We've looked at this kind of on the product side in, in three ways. So we've restated the kind of mission of Forest to help salons, first of all, when they're closed. Uh, step two is to help and support salons through this crisis and as they reopen. So we've got, you know, get get money in the drawer right now, then as they reopen and then get back to the roadmap. So the first thing that we did is we jumped right into the things that would help salons get some some uh, cash in the door. We had conversations, I think, with nearly 160 salons um, across the loads of group conversations we had and we held big Zoom calls and stuff like this. And online gift cards and vouchers was the first thing um, that we released. And two weeks into that feature, we've generated 1.2 million globally for salons already within two weeks of launching this feature. So if our mission was to get cash into salons, we've, we've definitely uh, made huge progress towards that goal. So we're finally back to our monthly roundup schedule as normal. Well, I mean, sort of. Um, But it's kind of fair to say that a lot has changed in the last two months since our last roundup. That was in February. Um, It has been two months. Uh, We never released a March one because that was kind of around the time where uh, Ireland, the UK and slowly the US, everything started shutting down due to COVID-19. So we figured we could have a special episode on employment law tips for getting salons through the crisis um, as they were literally navigating the closures yeah exactly i mean like it's essentially the running thread for content produced by forest not just forest every company out there any website you see at the top they have a banner it's a uh, covid19 resources i suppose like our podcasts our blogs uh we've been running webinars both from your department as uh, always from the marketing side for non-clients and then from our education department on my side which is for clients We've even created uh, specialized courses in Forest Academy relating to this, um, right through to our product rollout, which is pretty much what we're going to kind of focus on in this episode today. Um, but I think it's pretty much fair to say that just about any business plan that anyone has out, had out there for 2020, Q1, Q2, has just been flipped on its head, has just been completely torn apart. You're nearly planning for the next 20 minutes. You can't plan a week or two ahead. Things are just changing so much. Um, However, there does seem to be a bit of a glimmer of hope. Some governments, I believe, are looking at reintroducing opening hours in businesses again. It's not our area of expertise, so we're not going to go into that. But what we are going to do is we're going to take a look at what Forrest is doing right now to help salons while they are closed help them prepare for reopening whenever that may be and then what you can use in forest for when you are open that's pretty much where we are um can't really offer any content other than coronavirus related stuff at the moment i'm afraid but i think this is the most essential stuff right now yeah and i mean a lot has happened from a product point of view in the last couple of weeks with still loads to come so to talk about that and to kick off the conversation we're joined by our head of product paddy monaghan welcome back to the show hey thanks for having me Thanks for putting up with me and putting me, taking me back on again. Well, you know, Killian wasn't available. There's been big demand for Killian lately, so he uh, <laughs> oh, passed yeah, yeah, us yeah. off on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm the cheap replacement. <laughs> well, I suppose then to kick it off, obviously with the pandemic going on, it's pretty much flipped 
every business's business plan upside down right now. And we're no exception. Back at the Salon Honor Summit, you pretty much announced a product rollout that we had planned for 2020. It sounded like an amazing vision. I think what the last two months we were saying is the last time we've actually mentioned new feature updates on this show. Not because we haven't released anything, it's just because we've been so flat out with producing coronavirus content for salons. Is it safe to say that our rollout or our product roadmap has changed much since your announcement at the Salon Owner Summit? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of interesting where I wouldn't necessarily say that it's changed or that we've gone off in a different direction. Um, but what we have done is some things that might have been a bit further out have been pulled forward Um to help with COVID as things are happening right now. So there's things like vouchers and e-commerce um, that we had to pull forward, but that doesn't mean that we've changed direction on everything else. So we still have intentions on building everything that we said that we would, but what we've done is possibly delayed them by a couple of months to pull these things forward. Um, and then we get right back into it. Um, we were obviously into the year a little bit before this kind of chaos hit. And some of the major things that we mentioned at Inside Forest, which was the rosters, I remember that got a big standing <laughs> ovation and whoops and hollers from the crowd. But So the new rostering tool, um, improvements to our marketing suite, and things like staff check-in uh, notifications so that they get push notification on their phone, on their or Apple Watch and things like that. Those are other things that we had said that we actually had finished development before the COVID crisis hit. So they're all things that we're going to be rolling out over the next couple of weeks as well. And um, so we got a lot done. We paused it to get some of this COVID work done, which we'll get into in a sec. And then we're getting right back into the big ticket stuff like Instagram uh, and things like that. So, yeah, we're still kind of focused on the same roadmap. There was one major change that happened as well, um, where at Inside Forest, a lot of people had requested that we would maybe build out a payment platform and do variable deposits and all these kind of things that people wanted us to do. And at Inside Forest, I said that's something that would probably be a year away because it would take us a while to get there. We actually very shortly after that made the decision to add that into the roadmap. So from Inside Forest, we started on the work that we had planned and we've shipped some of it, as I said, rosters, marketing, um, suite improvements and the uh, check-in notifications, getting into COVID stuff and then getting out into the other features. But also we've added something new in the payment platform that we have a team working on, which we're going to ship later this year. So if anything, we're going to end up uh, developing and shipping probably 50% more than we anticipated in Inside Forest, which is a great success so far. So mid to late March, the lockdown started to happen pretty much globally. Um, Forest really put all of its efforts into helping salons while they were closed. How did that impact the product team? How did you guys go about it specifically? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've looked at this kind of on the product side in, in three ways. So we've restated the kind of mission of Forest to help salons First of all, when they're closed. So step one is help salons when they're closed, get them some some uh, revenue going, get some cash into the business. Uh, step two is to help and support salons through this crisis and as they reopen. So we've got, you know, get, get money in the drawer right now, then as they reopen and then get back to the roadmap. So the first thing that we did is we jumped right into the things that would help salons get some, some uh, cash in the door. And online gift cards and vouchers was the first thing um, that we released. And we, we released that globally um, within the first two weeks of the crisis and two weeks into that feature we've now broken 1.2 million in uh revenue for that for salons so we've generated 1.2 million globally for salons already within two weeks of launching this feature so if our mission was to get cash into salons we've we've definitely uh made huge progress towards that goal that's incredible yeah 
It shows a great support from the community to the local businesses, their salons. Exactly. Like that, that is actually something that we've seen come up more and more is that people seem to be more committed to supporting local. So I think with the gift cards, it's pledge a donation for a complimentary gift card. That's how it's phrased, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of, it's to word it in a way that it's it's all about supporting your salon and we want to kind of create a support your salon kind of movement. And we had um, email templates and things uh, with hashtag support your salon. And that was the most um, impactful template. When people use that, it performed better with end clients, with the, the clients of salons. They really responded to the message of support your salon. And they responded, you know, in the way that we wanted them to. They've been generating cash for salons. And we we have some salons who, for example, there's one in, in uh, that I was speaking to in the U.S., who within three days had made $10,000 and voucher sales helping her keep the doors open. Like this stuff is incredible, really, um, what we've done. We're really proud of it. Honestly, we could not be prouder of what we've done in the first couple of weeks. It is so true, though. People want to help support the salons because, I mean, the, the most talked about thing right now is everyone going on about their haircuts, their roots. It's every WhatsApp has it. We started our podcast off comparing our dodgy haircuts. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> we need you. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the pledge really comes in. Well, speaking about the pledge, uh, I know there's been I'm like I'm involved in quite a few industry groups on Facebook. And there's been a few questions um, from people around the wording. Can you maybe just give a bit of clarification around that uh, before we kind of jump into anything else? Yeah, I mean, there's there's multiple ways to look at it. You know, when when you're when the businesses are are closed, there's a kind of a different world um, in the payments business at the moment where normally you buy a voucher, you buy a product and you, you get that product straight away. But when you're looking at things in a in a different world where the business is closed and you're paying in advance for, for future work, there's, there's some slight risk there that, you know, maybe the salon might get into trouble and, and that money might be at risk. So it's kind of rephrased as a way to pledge and support that salon to make sure that that salon comes open. Because if you buy a voucher, you should be able to use it tomorrow. We know we can't do that. So we have to kind of repurpose this stuff as a pledge and um, to support the salon uh, in the future that when they reopen, that they'll be there to give you back that service in exchange. So that's kind of the idea behind it. It's it's phrasing it as helping your business in the future as opposed to a voucher you can buy and use tomorrow, you know. So because the wording says pleasure is focused around pledging your support, what does happen then in terms of the transaction? So if I pledge for a complimentary gift card on my salon's website, what happens there? So when you make your pledge, uh, obviously you get a, a complimentary gift card uh, in return for that or an online gift voucher. And in the salon then, basically what happens is in order for us to support the salon, we process through that payment and we pay it out. But because of what's happening with COVID, as I said, there's higher risk in the business not opening. So due to the risk on the banking side and the payments processing side, we have to withhold 10% of those funds. And that's just because of the current situation where there is a higher risk that you know businesses may not open. And um, with the intention being then that when business gets back to normal, those funds will be paid back out. And they just kind of cover the risk um, of salons kind of getting in trouble and things like that. So we're kind of forced to do that, to be honest, from the banking and payment side. But the way we look at it is when a salon has no revenue coming in, we're talking about doing a weekly payment to give you 90% of that revenue. And then when business comes back to normal, giving you the rest of the 10%. So that's kind of the way that we're looking at it. We're really kind of do everything we can to work around the banking system to get money into into salons' hands. You know, that's what we're trying to do. I think the way that this will work is, as you said yourself at the start, people are dying to get back into salons like they're they're itching to get in there they know they're going to get in there they know they're they probably intend to use those vouchers so it's it's essentially like an interest-free loan for a for a salon really where there's somebody who's going to come in as soon as you open they might be in in the first week 
if they're willing to pay you part of that money right now in a pledge, that will ensure that you're still there because they want you to be there. And then they'll come straight in and, and spend that voucher and probably, or gift card and probably more, you know what I mean, for the rest of their service as well. So that that's kind of what we want this to be. It's kind of a pledge that we will come in. We're pre, pre-paying for some of the services, essentially what it is. And that helps us all to stay open. So that's, that's the goal of the vouchers and gift cards and why we've used pledging as an approach. So to ease into e-commerce, I guess, I know you guys really make a point on the product team to to do a lot of calls with salon owners, to talk to them, get their thoughts on features. Um, have you got any stories that led to developing this particular feature? Yeah, there, there's, there's been a couple, actually. Um, so, I mean, there was there's a, a salon in Dublin, um, Beauty 96, and she kind of triggered a lot of this stuff for us because uh, Caroline, who's the owner there, had been sending out some uh, text messages using Forest and she had some excess stocks and she didn't have online e-commerce or any of this kind of stuff. So she just, she worked with Forest, used her business advisor. They sent out an SMS campaign to say, hey, if anybody, just before Mother's Day and said, if anybody wants to buy a product, um, I can drop it out to you in a, a contactless way and stuff like that. Um, so she sent that message out and all of a sudden she was slammed. She ran out of stock. She had to put in an emergency order uh, with Dermalogica who were kind of called her going what is going on I, I like you know we, we were worried salons wouldn't be ordering anything and you're panicking trying to get a rush order you know so <laughs> it, it showed straight away that as soon as you start talking about home care and looking after your clients at home the clients really responded and she ran out of stock you know so uh, that was an incredible success story on the e-commerce side for her so then we decided right we it sounds like e-commerce is something that could really work here and um, so what we did is we set up a whole load of calls and um, with salons to try to understand that and Interestingly, one of the calls that we had with a group of salons to discuss e-commerce was held just an hour after vouchers went live. Um, so one of the salons who was on with us while, while uh, she was speaking, this is from a salon called The New You, uh, Adele is her name. So when she was uh, speaking to us about e-commerce and I mentioned that vouchers had just been launched, she said, oh, I just sent an email campaign, actually. Hopefully it's gone OK. And she opened uh, she opened for us while on the, the phone to us and was like, oh, my God, I've just made 460, uh, 460 euros um, in the last hour. And she closed the day at like 1700 or something in one day. She couldn't believe it. So to, for us to hear that, for her to learn about it at the same time as us live on the call was amazing. It was really fantastic for us to hear um, because a lot of the team who built vouchers were on that call. And there was other salons. There was a, a salon who had made 400 before the call and made 275 pounds more while on the call with us as well. You know, vouchers was just churning in money for these salons, which was fantastic. It's exactly what we want to see. So there's been some early successes. It's incredibly motivating as well to hear that because when you just keep hearing doors are closed, there's no revenue coming in. When you posted that story up on our internal messaging tool Slack, uh, it was just a really kind of feel good story to hear. So yeah, that was a really nice one. Yeah, it keeps us all motivated, I think, you know, it really does to see the wins that salons are having. That's what we're here for. You know, it's fantastic. So then moving into your other trick up the sleeve, which is the e-commerce. Now, this one is completely new. We hadn't started any development or any product work on this mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, I'm going to get you to kind of map out when you started and kind of how long. But is it fair to say that you're not when we talk about e-commerce, people are probably visualizing an online store. We're not rebuilding Shopify here, are we? Yeah, that, that's not our plan. Um, kind of when, again, we, we always lean towards speaking to salons and finding out what we can do here. Because normally, as Killian said, we hadn't started any development on this. So 
to get started from scratch and to build a full e-commerce solution, even something that would rival Spotify or Shopify should take five to six months. And we were trying to build something in five to six weeks. So in order to turn something around that can generate revenue, we, we needed to, to figure out what is the absolute most valuable thing uh, for a salon to get out of e-commerce. And so we, we had conversations, I think, with nearly 160 salons um, across the loads of group conversations we had. And we held big Zoom calls and stuff like this. And basically, we put it to them and we said, we've got two options here. Option one is we try to build a browsable store for your website um, so that visitors to your website can come and buy a product. Or the other option is we can use the things that we already have in Forest to go outbound with it. So rather than waiting for people to come to your website, we would create sellable products that can be promoted through Forest or through social media. So basically what that means is we can find clients who've purchased a certain product from you before when they were in the salon and we can send them a dedicated link saying, hey, hope you got on well with that product. If you'd like us to ship another one while we're closed, click here. And then the clients can click, fill in their details, purchase and get shipped the product. And we felt that that was a better way of driving business to the salon because from speaking to salons who agreed with us, not many people are browsing salon websites uh, right now. You know, they, they assume you're closed, so they're not really coming to shop when you didn't have a shop before. And, you know, there's no there's no use in having an amazing Shopify store on your website when no one's coming to it. So for us, it was all about getting that out to clients uh, and getting their business into the salon outbound. Yeah, there's a lot of Instagram scrolling at the minute, for sure. Exactly. Like, And they, they see especially in our industry, end clients will trust their stylist, their therapist and their salon. They trust that. So if you're coming out with a message or you're doing an Instagram live and explaining this new product you have or why they need to do this at home, you know, the root touch-up kits and things like that that people are doing. If you're telling people how to do that and you have a link underneath it to sell that product and they can just click purchase and bang, it comes straight out to them, that's where the magic's going to be when things are closed. And so that's kind of why we chose that direction um, of, it's kind of client first, it's client focused. It's focused on that client, on their purchase history, on everything they've done before to be able to automatically target those people and say, hey, do you want that, that product replenished? And one click and they're straight through. That's the kind of thing that we want to do. It's taken targeted marketing to a whole new approach really, isn't it? It, it is. It's funny. We've We've heard loads of great ideas from salons as well around how to target that. So there can be people who've bought a certain product to try and buy it again, people who haven't bought a product but but could be suited to it. Or for example, they, they have um, things of people who've had a certain type of service, like they know it's been, I don't know, four months since they've had a color so they can target them with a root touch-up kit. So because we know kind of where the, each client is at, we can actually customize that and send the client a link for their products, for the products that they've bought before and allow them to choose which ones they want to be shipped out to them again. Um, and that's, it's not actually just about generating revenue that like we heard really, really strong feelings from our salon owners that what they really wanted out of that was to stay in touch with their clients and to look after them when they're at home. I heard people saying like, you know, don't touch your eyebrows, like do not try that home care kit, like don't don't go to the store and buy um, buy some like color kit off the shelf. They were kind of saying like, please don't do this. Here's an alternative. And they love the idea of being able to look after them. And, uh, you know, clients might not realize they might set themselves back six months by using some some products on their skin that you know that's taken them a year to get to that point so if you can target them with exactly the products that were already um recommended to them by the salon that's where the real value could be 
Yeah. And with this approach, now I know this is definitely not going to be anywhere near like the next few weeks or whatever. It could take a while, but I feel like you're setting yourselves up for something like Retail Reconnect or something like that. <laughs> That's exactly what we're setting ourselves up for. Yeah, we had um, we, we had massive success um, with that on the calls when we were speaking to salons about what they would really like. Now, Killian on the team, he believed this was a bad idea and I believed it was a good idea. So we had a good bet. Um but we didn't uh, we didn't tell salons that, so I wanted to see if salons would would think this was a good idea. So uh, to kind of sum up what that is, our plans is when we launch it, we'll allow every salon to launch their new store to every client with an individualized uh, experience for that client. So when the client gets a, an SMS, an email, or whatever kind of campaign or social media, um, they will be able to click the link. And it would open their product uh, history and the products that they bought before and allow them to kind of rebuy it. So that was our plan to launch it. But then our plan is in the next iteration later in the summer that we would then automate that so that every based on purchase history, if a client buys a product every, I don't know, 12 weeks, then on week 11, the client would get an automated message from Forrest saying, hey, but I hope you're getting on okay with that product. Uh, by our calculations, you should be running low. If you want us to ship you another one, uh, click here. And so when they click that link, it would automate the the notion of replenishment to keep them away from the Amazons and, and other kind of approaches that they might have to refill uh, those products at home and do it from the salon and basically keep them in the salon's kind of area, keep them in the same mind frame and keep them loyal to the salon as long as we can. Why would Killian think that's a bad idea? <laughs> I, I think he's just terrible at his job I think that's all it is maybe this, maybe this is why we settled for Paddy on the show yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. should we just open the poll to the public get it going in user voice maybe you can prove them yeah, wrong yeah that would be fantastic we have an email address um, at product at forest.com so please email if you if you like this idea of the retail reconnect and we'd love to, to get you involved early on you know we're, we're always happy to work with salons on this because as I said, we, we're trying to turn this around quicker than I would say anybody has ever turned around an e-commerce platform. So as I said, it should only be five to six months. So we want to build the ability for you to launch those products at a client individual basis or just launching a product or a store to your client base. And then immediately after that, we would do things like automated replenishments, retail reconnect, those kind of things. And so far, we're very much on track. So we, we thought we might be able to do something in five or six weeks and so far we're right on track to to launch it in six weeks in just 13 days of development we've already got two salons on board who've been able to sell a product online in 13 days that is 13. absolutely incredible 13 days yeah one three 13 days of development we have beta um going on it the very first uh product was actually by killian himself the product manager in charge of this product but we we have live salons who've sent marketing campaigns out already they sent them yesterday 13 days in we're already getting started and now we're on track to do a full rollout in the second week of may so already in the second week of may we're going to ship uh this e-commerce platform that's not just shopify it's salon specific it's based on the retail and service histories of your clients and it's allowing you to market to them directly it's it's not something that we've seen anybody do yet so not only is it faster than anybody else has done it but we're fairly confident that it's better than anybody else has done as well so we're really happy with what we've done so far i mean yeah, i'm biased but that's what that's what i feel <laughs> <laughs> and and this rollout is this going to be um to all forest markets then 
Yeah, that's the plan. So, I mean, there may be some, I know, for example, there's a certain payment type in Germany that might be a couple of days later or something like that. But generally, yeah, it, it starts in the second week of May. It may take us like a week to 10 days or something like that to kind of get everybody uh, set up with it. But yeah, the plan is to just roll out globally all, all markets um, and get this feature live because, you know, the goal is to get to get revenue into the salons. So we kind of need to get it out to everybody as soon as we can. So that's kind of why we've done that. Yeah. So just to reiterate then on what clients can expect from the first version, it's not going to be an online store where you can your your clients can browse true products. It's going to be direct links to specific products and they're going to be sent through social media or through SMS or email. Is that right? Exactly. That's it. So there'll be two types. You can either send a link for a specific product or you can send a link to a client that they can buy any of their previous products. And that's basically what we will launch on, on, on day one in May. So, Paddy, we've talked about helping salons while they're closed. As we're hearing an increase in talks about reopening, mm-hmm. what other parts of the forest product might get revisited in terms of development work? Yeah, that's a good question. So we're, we're looking at, as I said, there's three stages. So first of all, there's helping salons to generate some revenue while they're closed. So far, as I said, we, we, we broke a million in less than two weeks on, on vouchers. We're going to turn uh, e-commerce around in six weeks, which we're confident we'll do that and more. So we're very happy that for phase one, which is generate uh, revenue for salons while they're closed, we, we're, we're accomplishing that goal and we're on track to do that. For phase two, which is supporting salons while they're open, we're doing the research at the moment this week. We've been speaking to a lot of salons and we're planning on jumping into development on that next week. And what we've seen so far is there's a couple of major things. The first thing salons have been telling us that they're afraid of is that once they open the doors, all of their books will get completely slammed with everybody screaming for appointments and possibly some people who might have missed out and who got a, a cancelled appointment during COVID might not be able to get back in. Maybe your really high value or, or long time loyal clients might you know, miss out. So basically what salons want us to do is to help them do a controlled reopening and make sure that their best clients, their top clients, their most impacted clients get in first before everybody else. So that's something that we're working on right now. And um, we're trying to come up with a system whereby there might be a simple wait list where people can add their name to a reopening wait list. And then we will allow the salon to choose which groups of, of clients to contact first and they can send them a dedicated booking link that will allow them and only them to get booked in before the salon reopens. So it, it's still early days, but that's the main plan that we have. Um, and then secondly, there's lots of little things that we want to try to do. For example, a lot of messaging, possibly pre-sending out a consultation um, for salons to kind of check with a client. Did you have any symptoms? Uh, what did you do to yourself while we were closed? Did, are, you, are you like, you know, if they're, <laughs> if they're planning on coming in for a, for a, they're normally like hour long color touch up and they've they're three layers deep in home color kits you know it might not be an hour-long treatment anymore you know what i mean it might be very different so we're, we're trying to help salons to understand that and find out what what clients have done so i think our priority so far is to help salons do a controlled reopening to look after their best clients then to communicate clearly with their clients so understand what's happened how they can help them when they reopen just to make sure they get the most out of the time that they have and the third thing is there's a lot of little operational things um for example, as I mentioned, we have developed a new rostering system. So our plan is that in May, in the first week of May, we're going to roll out that new rostering system to help salons as they re-roster their staff as they open. And there's a lot of operational work that we want to do there to help them, say, make pricing changes and stuff like that. That's all things that we're looking at. So it's reopen in a controlled way, communicate with clients, and then operationally help you get set back up again. They're the three priorities that we have. 
Excellent. And just to kind of recap it up, are you still looking for salons to sign up for beta testing groups or is everything pretty much ready to go? Well, I mean, after 13 days, like that's, <laughs> yeah, I still can't yeah. get over that. I know it's it's incredible. Really, honestly, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And it, the team who are working on on e-commerce are doing crazy hours and crazy work to do this. They, like it's 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 the best work I've seen in a long time, in, in not just Forest but in any company. It's an amazing achievement for the teams that have done that. They should be very proud of themselves. I know that they'll be very proud of themselves after mid-May when when globally there's a new e-commerce for salons launched in in six weeks, which is uh, which is kind of insane. You know, it's it's incredible stuff. So that's everything that we've pretty much covered with regards to making slight alterations to the roadmap. Does that mean that the likes of Instagram and stuff are still on the cards then in this case? Yeah, exactly. So the plan was very much to pause some of the work that we were doing in order to turn around vouchers, e-commerce, helping salons open. We're, we're, you know, we're really proud we were able to do that and it is definitely the right call. But it doesn't change our long-term plans. Our long-term plans are still, um, this year we set out a goal in Inside Forest that we would launch a new rostering system. We would launch staff push notifications. We would rebuild our editor. Um, that we would do things like Instagram um, and staff performance. So all staff targets and staff performance on mobile. So they're all still in our plan. And the first couple that I mentioned in the rostering staff performance and editor will all be launched within the next probably six weeks. So they'll all be available within the next six weeks, which is fantastic. So a lot of the work we had done already. Now we're pausing for COVID. And when we come out of it, we're going straight back into Instagram, the new pay platform, which we had uh, not fully planned before, which is a brand new edition that you hadn't even told a lot of salons about, but you've heard it here now. Um, so it would be Instagram, the pay platform. And then we really believe there's a there's an opportunity around digital loyalty um, in our branded apps. We got a lot of feedback from salons about that. So we really feel Instagram payments and digital loyalty are going to be the major themes for the second half of the year as we come out of COVID. So that'll be an amazing year for us if we can achieve those things. And we're fairly confident we can. You're pretty much not just meeting demands, you're actually exceeding expectations at this stage. Yeah. That's insane. Is there going to be anyone left alive in the product team after this? <laughs> <laughs> it's going out like crazy. I mean, it, like it's funny, even the things that I listed, roster staff, uh, staff push notifications and, and the email editor, we've essentially done that work now. We just need to, to get it out there. So the guys have already achieved a lot of that work. Vouchers and e-commerce is insane to have that done. And we're not even halfway through the year. To ha like normally you would do one or two of those major developments a year. We've already done, what's that, five? That's five major developments before the end of May. It's insane. And um, so I think given that pace, doing payments, Instagram and, and digital loyalty and staff performance, I think we can do it. If the team are listening, I believe in you. <laughs> I know you can do this. <laughs> Says the guy who's sitting here doing a podcast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's not writing the code. The guy who's like, yeah. <laughs> Well, Paddy, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the show today. It's been a pleasure, uh, as always, and I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about more developments uh, in a nearby future. Yeah, I think I think after we launch e-commerce, we should definitely come back on and, and uh, have a chat about that. That'd be great. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Paddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. So that was Paddy Monaghan, our head of product, shedding some light on how we're helping salons while they're closed, how to help them reopen, and the big industry tools that we're focusing on. So as he said, our rollout plan never changed. It's just had to adapt slightly. And I think, yeah, it's fair to say those product guys, wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So as this episode is our monthly roundup episode, we should probably talk about some of the latest blogs and podcasts that we've had, Zoe, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to kick it off with the blog. Um, there's been quite a few things going on. Of course, like we've said, a lot of the content, well, 
all of the content is COVID-19 related. So since the last roundup, uh, the the first blog really COVID-19 related uh, that was released was coronavirus cancellations. Don't panic, just do this instead. And that was written by Ryan Power. So he was explaining in that blog, there's two possible routes to take facing any kind of crisis. Either you lean into the panic or you be proactive on things that are within the realm of your control. So things he was suggesting, he was saying like, send out thank you cards to your best clients, map up your marketing calendar for the next two months, go live on Facebook, brush up on your marketing skills. And uh, yeah, it's really, it was um, it was at the very, very start of the crisis. So um, it's still a very interesting read. And, and if you haven't really mapped out your marketing um, plan or calendar just yet, that's definitely something you, uh, you can look at doing now. Um, next, a Around the same time, we had a blog post by Nina Tulio, and that was titled Navigating the Uncertainty Caused by COVID-19. Uh, around the same time that this blog was released, she was also hosting a webinar with us. And the title for that was Facts versus Fear, Making the Best Decision for Your Business. So that blog essentially talks about what was going to be covered in the webinar. Um, she took a lot of the main concerns from forums and discussed them um, from a very, I suppose, rational point of view. Um, so and gave tips on how to overcome what's once again in the realm of your control. So uh, that was another interesting blog post. And then we followed suit with something that I wrote because it was a concern coming from a lot of our clients. So how to stay connected with their own clients. Um, So this blog post is titled Together But Apart, Staying Connected with Salon Clients Through a Crisis. And what I was talking about in there was just, you know, taking a second and going back to basics, understanding, you know, how do you stay connected with a friend who moves abroad? How do you nurture your relationship with an elderly relative or who perhaps has lost their mobility or their ability to travel? Um, how do you stay in touch with your partner if they go on a business trip? And so this was kind of a reflection of mine of you know, we can just go back to basics. How do we stay connected to people that we care about usually? Um, And there is then an explanation about like what you can take on yourself. And then part two, what you can encourage your clients to do to keep in contact with you. Because at the end of the day, a relationship needs two people to make it work. So that was the main focus of that blog. And then I had the pleasure of chatting with Kat Phillips, whom we've had on the show before. And this was about a year and a half ago now. So we were very fortunate and uh, she took some time uh, to write a blog post for Forrest called Stimulating Salon Income in a Time of Social Distancing. And this is based a lot on what she's done um, throughout the years, her experiences, how to sell retail products and still care for your clients um, while they're at home, while you're at home. And what was great about this blog post was that she actually created a, a exhaustive guide on how to actually ship products. So in a few weeks, you're going to be getting e-commerce. If you're not too sure how to ship products to people, then there's this guide that's really fantastic and you can download it for free. Um, You simply have to go look up that blog called Stimulating Salon Income in a Time of Social Distancing. And finally, the last one that we wanted to cover in this episode was Never Lose Faith, Successful Avenues for Making Money While Closed. And the focus of this blog was um, talking about the, 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 the courage to continue and confront the reality. Uh, so Ronan, in his podcast episode with us, 
not too long ago talked about the Stockdale paradox. So I brought that concept back into the blog post, uh, linked the podcast to it. And then you also have the Facebook live session that he hosted um, to talk about, you know, how do you navigate the crisis? So step one, cut your costs. Step two, take advantage of ways to generate revenue while you're closed. And step three, plan your reopening strategy. So it ties in very nicely with uh, today's product rollout episode and interview with um, Paddy Monaghan. So yeah, it's a, it's definitely one to read, watch and listen to essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and I think just to give a little transition into the show here and give Zoe a breather, we'll cut to an ad and join back with the Forest FM roundups. Hey guys, Zoe. And Killian here. There's a lot going on in the world right now and things are changing fast. This is a short reminder for you to stay safe and on top of all the latest and factual news. Your starting point should be your governing health services website. To help you navigate this crisis, Forest Salon Software has also a variety of business resources available. Check out our Help Juice page, the Forest Academy Learning Portal, the Coronavirus Best Practice page at forest.com forward slash C19, the Forest Blog and Podcast, and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. And one last thing. Don't Don't be be scared, scared, be prepared. prepared. So joining back now, we have a roundup of the Forest FM episodes. And just like Zoe said when she was talking about the blogs, because we haven't done a monthly roundup since February, so about two months back, we do have quite a few podcast episodes that we haven't covered. While it wasn't the first coronavirus-related episode for 157 with Joe Bulger on employment law, tips for getting salons through the COVID-19 crisis, it was the first one that really kicked off this thread. Why? Because that was around the same time as when the governments in Ireland and the UK announced that salons will have to shut the doors and that it was only down to essential services only. So that actually replaced our March episode. And like I said, we've a lot of them here, so we're not going to go into every episode, but we will give the title and we'll play some sound bites. So here's one from that episode. You have to worry about the things that you can fix. You have to get somebody to sort out the things you can't. And you have to walk away from the things that are impossible. You've got to look at life in a simple thing. The end is not nigh. The world isn't going to blow up. We're going to have a party. It's going to be over soon. Our biggest problem is time span. We just don't know when. But trust me, as quick as it started, it will stop. And somebody will come out with Eureka and go, we now have the answer. Every opportunity that's on our desk or every crisis is an opportunity and every opportunity is a chance. Just got to work on it. That episode was followed by Ronan Percival, our CEO here, who discussed facing the current crisis and making money while your salon is closed. So that was episode 158. For this episode, we're not actually going to play a soundbite because a lot of what he talked about in that episode was actually covered today by Paddy. A lot of it was around generating revenue while your doors are closed, which was pretty much the online gift cards. And now we've moved a step further and we're actually introducing e-commerce soon. He talked about a thing called the Stockdale Paradox. If you are interested, you can Google Forest FM episode 158. Rona Percival on facing the current crisis and making money while your salon is closed. You'll find all the links in that blurb there. 
The next episode after that was actually episode 159. This was almost like a two-part episode. And actually, this was one that was planned prior to coronavirus happening. We had to adapt. We had the IHF, the Irish Hairdressers Federation, on the show. And we also had the Hair and Beauty Charity on the show. The episode was on helping industry professionals in need. And it actually tied in quite well because the IHF is a place for Irish salons to go to, especially those in the hair sector, to go to for support, to find out information about grants. That's actually how we came up with the episode idea with Joe Bulger. We were at one of the IHF's seminars and he spoke at it about employment law. So we got some great value from it there. You guys got some great value from listening to the episode and I'm sure any members of the IHF will greatly benefit from it. The second piece was about the hair and beauty charity. Again, A lot of salons now, their funding has dried up because people are out of work. There's been job cuts, pay cuts, which has a great impact on charities. So that episode was around helping generate funds for salon professionals who they actually support specifically. So we're going to play a soundbite from that episode now. With this whole crisis that we face with COVID-19, it's proven more than ever how important it is to have a network of support in the hairdressing industry. Nobody saw this coming and, you know, charities are suffering. As a charity, normally we get around about 15 requests a month. We've actually had nearly 30 in two days. I have never seen the requests for help coming in as fast as they are right now. So this is this is why it's really important that we get the charity to be um, remembered and helped. And last week, we released an episode with Don Bradley on setting healthy back-to-work boundaries. So the conversation around reopening businesses is happening more and more. Uh, this is globally, uh, some places more than others as well. Um, but in, in the meantime, there's a lot of stuff going around on social. And, and there's one that really struck me um, saying, if you are a hairstylist, sleep now, because when this is all over, you better have your doors open 24-7 uh, for the amount of ungroomed, boxed hair dyed, home cut bangs you're going to have to fix. Um, which to me just it was just like a hard no you know if you're too busy to take care of yourself how do you expect to deliver the quality standards and customer service that you usually hold yourself accountable for and and Don very much agreed to that so uh, we had a really interesting conversation with her on um, boundaries she opened up about her scary tangle with burnout Uh, we discussed scarcity mindset how to set healthy boundaries and how ultimately to avoid running yourself to the ground when the time comes that your doors can actually reopen as well so here's a quick insight into that episode boundaries They're not a one size fits all. Often what we do is when we're unsure about things, we just want confirmation from someone that we're doing it the right way. There is no one right way to do this. Creating boundaries isn't about shutting a door in someone's face. It's about closing a door and guiding someone to where an open door is. Have a long-term mindset, own it. And as much as you wanna have grace for other people, you wanna have grace for yourself. 
So now moving into our Inside Forest segment, uh, we usually kick it off with Forest Academy. I'm sure, Killian, you have loads of new courses to announce. So I'll pass the mic over to you now. Thanks for passing over that virtual microphone all the way from Canada there, Zoe. But yes, we do have some Forest Academy courses. The latest one that we released was the SMS and email marketing campaigns course. And that takes you through, it's actually done in three stages, all self-taught, of course. It shows you how to prepare successful marketing campaigns. It takes you through an SMS marketing game plan and how to use the SMS editor in Forest. And the third one then is the email marketing game plan. So lots going on there to help you, I suppose, come up with marketing campaigns, successful ones, but also how to do it through Forest using things like client filters, client categories, stuff you wouldn't even think of for extra targeted campaigns. There are three self-taught courses up to about 30 minutes each, and it's it's applicable for salon owners, managers, front of house, or pretty much anyone involved in sending the marketing or the day-to-day communications in your salon. The other course we have available pretty much came off of the back of the online gift card. So it's it's specifically coronavirus related. It's online gift cards generating cash flow during a pandemic. In that, it shows you how to enable your online gift cards how to brand a virtual gift card so it matches your online presence, how to market them through the SMS and email editor, but also how to promote them on social media. And finally, it shows you how to monitor and report on your gift card sales all through Forest. This course is shorter. It's only about 20 minutes. That's at the longest duration to do it. Again, self-taught. We've also been hosting any webinars that have come from marketing and the education department. So, so far we have three webinars up there, recorded ones. We've the COVID-19, don't be scared, be prepared education webinar. We've the how to manage your cash flow during COVID-19 from marketing. And then the third one actually comes from marketing too, is to sell on HR advice for managing the corona virus. So Forest clients have exclusive access to all of that training content and coronavirus related webinar recordings there. If you need access or any support on it, just send us an email to forestacademy at forest.com to get you set up. Otherwise, you can go into your Forest system, go to manager, training, and you'll be straight into your Forest Academy account there. And just before we sign off, I'm just going to do a quick recap of all the COVID-19 related webinars that we have that are available on demand currently on our website. Uh, So you have one called To Post or Not to Post, Why Your Instagram Strategy is Still Important by Jamie Dana, Facts versus Fear by Nina Tulio, There is No Failure, Only Feedback by Jay Williams, Gain New Clients from Social Media by Angela Anderson, Building Trust Through Your Marketing Strategy by Katie Whitledge, and Back to Work Boundaries by Don Bradley. We also have two specific to Ireland and the UK webinars, uh, one called Salon HR Advice for Managing COVID-19 by Caroline McInerney, and How to Manage Your Salon Cash Flow During COVID-19 by Gloria Murray. Finally, just a week ago, we launched the fourth edition of 30 Days to Grow, the Quarantine Edition. Uh, So essentially, 30 days, 30 tasks, they're all delivered through Instagram for the first time. So you will not be getting daily emails. You'll be getting a recap email at the end of each week. But all the tasks, the daily tasks will be delivered through Instagram. Um, If you want to learn more about the challenge or hear past participants, we had episode 117 with Emma Simmons talking about it episode 74 with Katrina Sutherland and episode 41 with Lilac Miller. Uh, Currently, there's over 1,400 participants, so a lot of people you can network with and bounce ideas off. And the goal is to help you stay connected with clients, generate cash flow and prepare your business for reopening. 
We think that the more salons and spas take part, the more we can help the industry stabilize and get back to business. Challenges themes are going to be around communication, loyalty, finance, reopening, team, reflection, and self-care or emotional well-being. Signing up is free. All you have to do is go to the website, so 30daystogrow.com, a link that will also be in today's episode show notes. Once you're there, you fill out your details, you'll be getting a confirmation email detailing everything that you need to know to take part in the challenge and to make it a success for your salon, for your business. So please, please do read that email. Uh, We're getting a few questions around the delivery of tasks. You can also access it straight from the downloadable portal. So when you sign up, you'll get a thank you message. The day zero uh, content piece is essentially your guide. It's the same email PDF version. Uh, So yeah, check that out. If you have any questions, we're always happy to help. You can send us an email at marketing at forest.com. On that note, we hope to see you join and that's all we got for this week. So as always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions for the show in general, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate and read every single one and your feedback really helps us make sure that we provide you with the most impactful conversations during this crisis. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.